1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Hey, I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I am editor-in-large and editorial cartoonist with Mississippi Today. And you know what? We're not lying today about the most interesting people. We have a great show. Look, on the cusp of their 11th live recording and celebrating close to 35 years of ministry, the Mississippi Mass Choir has not only succeeded in longevity, but has proven themselves a gospel force in the industry The 100-voice choir has remained a constant presence on the Billboard gospel charts since the release of their 1988 debut album. That's hard to believe. It seems like yesterday that first album came out. And has amassed multiple awards, nominations, and a Hall of Fame inductions in that time span as well. Members from this national and world-renowned choir are in the studio today to discuss their upcoming performance, their legacy, and their dedication to the Mississippi Mass Choir's self-described mission of serving God through song. I'd like to welcome, we got Yolanda Clay Moore here as well, and Director Jerry Mannery, who is here too as well. I, both of you, welcome to the show so much, and we're going to have... 100-voice mass radio show today because Jermaine's going to be jumping in some, too, as well.
0: I can hold the alto down. Well, that's the thing. Jermaine right. actually can sing. I, I can vouch for her. She yeah, can sing. She can sing. <laughs> She's got a
1: lot better voice than I do. Trust me. Listeners are like nodding right now going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. she got that great voice. So, look, Jermaine, you want to burst into song at any point during the show, you can knock yourself out. I will.
0: You'll hear me holler back here. I- I'll just You be home. hollering? Yeah, I'll just that's be, good. I'll okay. Just be
1: <laughs> well, if I start singing, it, it's not a joyful noise. It's more like gnashing of teeth. So it would be a ministry like, oh dear God, please make them stop. That would be that's my ministry on song. But I am I am really thrilled, and I got to admit, you know, I was listening this morning, um, just getting ready for the show while driving my son to work this morning. I love Decoration of Dependence. I love oh, that album. Wow, thank you. I love that album. And there are two songs. Because, I mean, I literally, and I'll tell you how my morning started. And I think it was because Tennessee beat Alabama. For those of you who, <laughs> radio was such a visual medium. But I'm wearing a bright orange shirt because yes. I went to Tennessee. Now, Jerry likes Alabama. So this may break down into some, <laughs> this, this may be some issues here a little bit. But, I mean, I was working on a painting all day yesterday for a TV show. Just a long day. I literally drove to Mississippi today this morning going, I need to be at the radio station, so I'm not really there. But so it was one of those things where my brain wasn't working right, and I popped that in, and God's on your side. Oh
2: Lord, that oh, song. Yes. Oh, yeah, that song got really. It got us through. Yeah, you know, and and you know, and it's so ironic that we, we recorded it ten years ago, and it really when the pandemic hit. Yes. It was a song of hope and and we've uh received um video footage of choirs all over the world mm-hmm. covering it and it was just amazing that because it was a you know for us to know that despite everything that's going on. That God is on our side, that yeah. we're gonna make it through it.
0: Yeah, and Marshall, I can just say that when we're on the road, sometime we may be at a, a Cracker Barrel or yeah. I hop and we sing that song and people come from near and far to see where the voices are coming from. Yeah. And then we just see people break down in tears. To have that type of experience, it's just it's really uh mind blowing yeah. and, and just, just shows the favor of God that has that he has on our, our our organization.
1: I would truly give anything to be sitting there eating my you know grandma's platter <laughs> or whatever, and suddenly hearing angelic voices coming from the other room. On that, that must, what kind of reaction do you get from people when you when you do that? I mean, they just must completely. Well, this, first of
2: all, it's, it's unexpected because you know people think, well, you know, they, you have this national choir, yeah. Who would sing in uh, in a restaurant, and Reverend Benjamin Cone, uh, Jr., we actually started that practice because of him, and he's saying, you know, when you're out there, you're having an, uh, an opportunity to reach people from every walk of yeah. life, mm-hmm. and so this is our opportunity to, to sow seeds, yeah. and we never know what's going to come from these seeds, but... If you only uh, if you only gonna sing, you know, when there's a uh, a paying audience there, then you're really you're more entertainers than you are uh, ministers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our official name is is the Mississippi Mass Choir Ministries. Yeah. Because we understand that you know we we sing about one of the song we sing about our uh, sing is um, they got the word and we said there's a great coronation that's that's coming up filled with joy and laughter and the special guests attending would be all the children of the Lord. And we're singing about this great celebration. We're telling people about this great party that's about to happen, but then we don't invite them to come. Yeah, You know, it's <laughs> like folks, you, you're talking about, you have folks who are hungry, you're talking about all this bread you have, but you don't share it with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, what we do in, in our songs, we really want to put those seeds there when we go to the IHOPs, uh, when mm-hmm. we go to those different places, we really want people uh, to who would not ordinarily see us right. have a chance to experience what God has, has commissioned us to do.
1: So you truly personify the phrase, don't um, preach to the choir. Oh,
0: most definitely. We did a drum set just oh, then, <laughs> Marshall. Man, I got dad
1: jokes all day long because <laughs> that's how I roll.
2: Yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, you said at first we, we started out with like 100 uh, voices. Yeah. But we're actually a 200 voice choir. 200 now. What mm-hmm. we did um, in July, we decided it was time. If the choir is going to continue, and Frank Williams said this early on, yeah. he never wanted to be a part of anything that would die if he died. Yeah. And we know Frank Frank passed in 1993. So we have to continue to replenish. And in July, we did an audition across the state. and Because uh, Mississippi is not the Jackson Mass Choir. It's the Mississippi Mass right. Choir. Right. Did the uh, did the audition, and we brought sixty four members in mm-hmm. to join the hundred and fifty that we have, so we are up above two hundred members now, and uh, young, I mean, cross denominational lines and. But we have 200 voice choirs.
1: Jerry, if you got 200 people singing in a room, I might be able to come sing for you because I could be drowned out.
0: <laughs> I, was just about to, I was just about to say I did the math. I could be the 215th <laughs> yeah. member of the choir.
1: Uh, no, true story. I, I, this is the last time I'll bring up my bad singing ability. I literally played in a band uh, with two guys in college. I would get done with my cartooning at night and then go down and play in a bar. And there were two guys with guitars, and I played the harmonica. One time I started singing, and they both stopped playing and turned around and looked at me and went, stop (laughs) that's the last point on there congratulations by the way you got your 11th live recording um, that's coming up tell us a little bit about it's coming up on October 28th you'll be doing that you'll be doing the recording
2: October 28th and uh, we were actually scheduled to do this recording um, three years ago we yeah, pro- what's happened then? What happened three years ago? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I mean it's almost like God dropped the mic. <laughs> yeah, and they ever got everyone's attention, and so in the midst of the pandemic, uh, we couldn't get together. Yeah, and uh, but we had probably learned four songs mm-hmm. prior to that, right? And so, um, so once we saw this window of opportunity to be able to do it, and it was so divine because October twenty eighth is the date of our original recording. So when we saw that twenty eight, we said, Oh Lord, this is this is divine. And so we just pressed toward that date and uh normally we would record every two two years. Yeah. Uh, most artists record every year because they work off of their current release. But because it was not our livelihood, uh, you know, we did it every two, every three years. But it's been ten years since our declaration of yeah. independence ten years ago and and i tell you i'm as excited about this project as any we've ever done um, it there's just a groundswell there, and your London could tell you. Yeah, she got
1: a big old smile on her face. Oh, so she's it. happy about it. at the
2: rehearsal. You need to stop by. We rehearsed in uh Friday and Saturday, uh, getting ready for it. But if you want to stop by the rehearsal, you can get a foretaste of it. And
0: yes, yes, let and, me just say real quickly you mentioned rehearsal. Um, I had a writer in town from London this past weekend, and his interests were civil rights and music, and so he had been. Traveling the trace from Nashville down to here. He's, he was going to go on to Natchez, and then mm-hmm. his final stop is going to be in New Orleans. So he's going to get all these different genres of music. And when I thought about we're having rehearsal, I said, what an opportunity for him to get another genre, which is gospel music. Yeah. So he's going to, he got country in Nashville, he's going to get blues, uh, you know, throughout as well as uh, some other genres, I'm sure. But I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. Let me invite him to rehearsal. And he came and we were rehearsing and the spirit moved in such a way that it was so thick, you could just literally cut it with, with a knife. And so I gave, I introduced him, I gave him an opportunity to speak. And when he started speaking, he was talking about if, if church looked like what he saw in that building in London, then he said there would be a lot more churchgoers. Yeah. And then he was moved to tears, yes, literally. Yeah, he wow. Crashed. He was so overwhelmed yeah. by what he had experienced. But that's the kind of experience that you have when you encounter the Mississippi Mass Choir, and better yet, when you encounter uh, the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. It was just phenomenal.
1: See, I hope this turns into an invite for y'all to go over and actually sing over there because I could imagine you in, you know, St. Paul's Cathedral or in Westminster or one of the giant cathedrals on that. Because, I I mean, okay, I'm coming. (laughs) I'll drive over there if I have to. Well, you know, know,
2: we've we've been blessed to uh, travel throughout Europe and. We've um, probably Spain, uh, Portugal, like Italy, that. just mm-hmm. on numerous occasions, um, two tours of, of Japan, uh, first gospel group to perform at the Acropolis. And and one of the things that I can remember just being with our overseas tour, t- t- being the first group at the Acropolis, um, normally at the end of our uh, services or performance, we do a call to discipleship. We do an altar call. And the promoter there told me, he said, man, this is the Acropolis. This We don't do that at the Acropolis. You know, they brought us over there for the beats and all that. And I said, well, let these people experience, you know, what they can expect on Sunday morning, you know, in, in America at the African-American church. I said, they can get a taste of it. Let I said, I, I think you really should let the people experience it. And we we got an interpreter, mm-hmm. and uh, Reverend Benjamin Cone did a call to discipleship right there at the Acropolis. Oh, wow! We're looking up at the Parthenon, and it's lit up. One of the most breathtaking scenes. We did an altar call at the Acropolis, and uh, and people came down. And we've received letters from all over the the world because even when we did Japan, we had an interpreter. You know, we yeah. had our lyrics on the screen because we we just didn't want the them uh just to experience the beat of the of the music. We wanted them to experience the beat of our heart. Yeah. And so we had to had all the words um, you know, interpreted and and so just being able to go around the world and in, in in Spain a place to perform at some of those cathedrals.
1: I think you touched on something really, really important. As an artist, if you do not have the beat of the heart in in your performance and or your painting or your sculpture or whatever you're putting into yes. It's, empty. It's, it's just, empty. it's empty. It's empty. It's empty. It's just not going to go anywhere. And obviously, y'all have gone places. So, well, and, and so. the
2: people, you know, there was a lady. We were um, uh, doing a uh, Christmas tour um, in um, northern Spain, and this elderly uh, sister came up. Uh, I was at the product table. Yeah. And I did not speak Spanish. She didn't speak English. <laughs> Both of us were crying, and she just touched her heart. Oh, wow. And shook her head for side. And I understood. We both understood each other because yeah. music has that ability. Right. Uh, it's really the universal language. Right. Yes. Definitely on that.
1: we got a couple minutes. I'm going to jump in real quick just because I feel like that you both, uh, we've been talking and you need to tell us a little bit about each other. Yolanda, we'll just start with you and we'll come back on the other side of the break with you, Jerry. Yolanda, I, I know what you do for your day job uh, <laughs> a little bit. You a visit Jackson. You're amazing at what you do. Thank um you. But tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the choir and, and – and um, you know how to, how does music make a huge difference in your life
0: well my my heart uh connected me to the choir actually literally yeah <laughs> i was uh dating the bass player oh, there you go uh, but let me let me back up okay because, okay okay uh, as this I, is getting as good. i told you as <laughs> i told you here. all you know Jermaine and i went to church together yes so a went we were, past tense yeah past cause tense cuz she's a heathen <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not even going to go there with Marshall this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <Too> funny. <laughs> grew up singing Mississippi Mass songs and yeah. never in a million years did I ever think I would be in the Mississippi Mass choir. But again, found love. Yeah. And he was connected to the Mississippi Mass choir, which I was uh involved in, in that aspect, just you know, helping him carry his bass yeah. <laughs> No, but seriously, found out that there was an opportunity to audition for the choir, um, which I probably would have never known that had I not had that relationship with him. Um, But uh, that's how I kind of uh, was uh, introduced to the choir on a personal level. And to be singing with the choir, like I said, something that I never, ever dreamt of. Um, but it's such an honor to be to wear to put that robe on there 's no feeling like it. Um, I was going to
1: ask how did it feel when they gave you the robe because oh, you knew you were in that 's like yeah that 's it
0: and you know funny story because i I started practicing with the two thousand and eleven recording, mm-hmm. but my robe didn 't come in uh oh so i didn 't record for that one, so i didn 't get in until the two thousand thirteen uh recording yeah. well, it was released mm-hmm. at fourteen right mm-hmm. um, but yeah, to get that the, the robe is like the the symbol of the choir yeah. if if you will and uh to put that robe on it's just it's phenomenal. You you, you turn into a different person literally superwoman
2: uh <laughs> uh I would say uh Claretta Kent going into the phone booth <laughs> yes. and, and, and putting that over. <laughs> like Super woman, <warmer. laughs> That red, white, and blue Yes, role.
0: Yes, you, you turn into a different person. It's just such a, such an honor. And then to have uh, been on the same stage with Mama Burks, who I, I grew up at St. Mary's singing yeah. her songs and to stand on the stage with her. And then uh, once she entered, started entering retirement, we were on the road we were in Cincinnati riding on the bus, and uh, David Curry comes to me and says, Hey, I need you to leave. They got the word. And I was like, What? <laughs> uh. <laughs> But to step in, yeah. those are some big shoes to step in. Yes. But such an honor to have that privilege. And yeah. I, I, just can't, I can't even put it into words. And I get paid for words for a living. <laughs> yeah, and about I to say, I've never, never known into, you to be a loss of words. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot truly put it into words yeah. what that feeling is like. But other than, it's just a complete honor. <laughs>
1: listening to now you're talking on mpp think radio i'm your host marshall ramsey i am from mississippi today but i'm here with you today and i tell you what i hope you've enjoyed the show so far because it has been fantastic we have a couple members of the mississippi mass choir we were going to get the whole choir in this uh, studio and get over 200 people in here i figure that would have been fun um but we didn't uh, so instead we've got Mannery and of course yolanda claymore are in we heard a little bit about yolanda's um Uh, Life and how she became part of it jerry uh by the way jerry you were telling a little bit about the the bumper music on the way out which by the way today we have the best bumper music in radio i will say that (laughs) i tried i I tried yeah jermaine (laughs) just nailed it um pretty good for heathen there so i throw that out there Uh, i'm a
2: good one yeah you're
1: (laughs) no i'm not gonna say that but anyway (laughs) now you're you're an amazing one Um, thanks marshall yeah no problem i i tell you um Jerry, that was just uh, this morning when when I when I rose. Yeah, yes. when I rose. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you know, when after the passing of Frank Williams in 1993, um, you know, it's almost like a void was there. That had
1: to be a very frightening moment, to be honest with you.
2: It it really was, because with most group, when someone of that prominence passed, the group pretty much pra- passes yeah. as well. But Frank never built the choir around himself. He always built it around the members, mm-hmm. and so he was not. He was the, he was the face of the choir, but we had eight, ten other principals uh, who were also uh, uh, there. And so when he when he passed on, and, and and I said earlier, he said he never wanted to be a part of something that die when he died. Mama Burks came in at the time. Jerry Smith, who's one of the music a minister, music along with David Curry. Dave, Jerry played for Mama Burks starting when he was eleven, twelve years old. Mama Burks and and, uh, Sister Annabelle Atkins. That was a trio. little boy, 10, 12, 13 years old, playing for them. And so um, when we auditioned, he he, uh, convinced Mama Burks to join. Believe it or not, she said she didn't think she was worthy. (laughs) Didn't want to. I don't know if I could sing with them. And so Jerry, they had been performing this song for decades together. Jerry did an arrangement of it for the choir and unbeknownst to us, that first album after Frank's past was called I See You in the Rapture. And, uh, and so Mama Burks did this morning when I rose on that yeah. project and instantly became the face of the choir. Mm-hmm. You know, her music on um, you know Scott Van Pelt on ESPN, yeah. uh, her song I'm Not Tired Yet was his theme song. Mm-hmm. He opened his show up with ESPN with I'm Not Tired Yet, and he had the choir picture on the background. Yes. and uh, so, But Mama Burks was such a dynamic um, figure. When we were in South Africa, we were at the uh, baggage claim getting our bags, walking out, and folks said, that Mama Burks, that Mama Burks, in South Africa. In South Africa. <laughs> they knew her. You know, everywhere you go, and when she walks out without saying a word, when she walks out, People just automatically come to their feet. Yeah, they do. She was just anointed for for what? Isn't that
1: amazing? She literally just, oh, no, I don't know if I can do it. And then it would talk about the the proverbial God
2: moment. Oh, 70 70 years old, uh, 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 older, when she joined the choir, it's Mm -hmm. almost like God had hidden her on the other side of the mountain for the the passing of Frank. I wish
1: she could have bottled her energy.
2: Oh, Lord, that's, (laughs) I tell you what, we we would all be rich. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I mean
1: literally the, the you know formed in 1988 literally just right off the bat just blew up because it was so such amazing different good beautiful gospel music the wards came in everything else and it's one of the nice things that that I've discovered about Mississippi if you do something really well on the national stage people love you here
2: yes yes yeah. in 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 the scripture talks about uh a prophet does not have honor at home. You know, yeah. even with Jesus, you know, in, in Nazareth, he was Joseph boy. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the son. he wasn't Jesus yeah. even at home. So you know if Jesus doesn't get honor at home, what singers get. Yeah. And uh but you know, one of the things I could, we could truly say about uh Mississippi, across the board, you know, from uh every governor probably since before uh Governor Mabers, you know, we were invited to sing at the mm-hmm. inaugurations and you know we yeah. we are apolitical a yeah. uh, because we are we know that the thing that unites us is Christ, and so we stay away from all the other things and we focus on Him. But across the board, you know, State Fair, you see a cross section of the of the um, population, and and even though we say you know we are ambassadors for Christ for, first and foremost we're ambassadors, but Mississippi is in our name. Yeah. You know, Mississippi Mass Choir. And so when we go across the country, i never forget, we were in Syracuse, New York. A lady came up to us and said, you know, I, I left the state 40 years ago, and I never told people I was from Mississippi. She said, but now I can say I'm from Mississippi. Oh, wow. And it had that kind of effect. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, but but we're proud to be Mississippians.
1: Jerry, you're, you're truly an example of the parable of the talents, if we're going to be talking scripture. I mean, it, because it's like— You, your bio, it reads, I mean, just like, I I was inspired by the time I got through. I was like, okay, I can, I can change. I can, you know, (laughs) because you have done a lot of interesting different things. For those of you who may not know this, I mean, he's a firefighter, captain, firefighter. He he writes songs. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, you have done a little bit of everything, but I mean, tell us a little, because I'm obviously, I can't do it justice.
2: I'll let you do it. Well, you know, and I guess I was 22, 23 years old, Mm -hmm. and I read the scripture, and we was talking off off air about the the, uh, parable of the talent. And I said, Lord, what's my gift? You know, Uh I've always loved music, but I didn't know what my gift was. And he said, I want you to write. So I went back to school. I majored in journalism. Uh, Dr. Margaret Walker Alexander became my mentor. Okay. Yeah. And and so that's she cool. it was it was Dr. Yeah. Alexander told me that she said you writing is very lyrical. And I'm so what that mean, lyrical. <laughs> she said you know you can really write songs because the, the money is not in poetry. You know, uh, poetry is something that you just love. Yeah. You know that's that's um uh, I mean it, you you cannot really monetize that. So she said you ought to try your hand at songwriting, and I did. And so a few years later, um, I, a friend of mine had uh, taken Frank Williams' place as the, the guitar player for the Jackson Airs. He introduced me to Frank in 1984. I came into the door, and I was again, I was a firefighter, I was a captain at the time. Came in the door to pitch my song. Frank and I started talking about the Lord, didn't even talk about songs. But I noticed how busy he was. I said, Frank, you know, I work one day, I'm off two days. I, I'm willing to come and work for you for free. He said, Well, I need someone and uh, and I'm gonna pay you. And that's how I started out as um uh and in, got into the door at Malico and uh, my first song was recorded by Johnny Taylor. And even though I went through the gospel door, <laughs> but my first song was entitled Everything's Out in Open. Um uh, it was a single along Johnny Taylor's Grammy nominated uh CD. And uh Tommy Tate, one of the most renowned songwriters in the country from Jackson. Uh, Tommy was a friend of mine, and we co-wrote that song. And, and uh, and uh, you know, as I said, I was a, a fireman at the, at the time. And so I uh, got my 20 years at the fire department, retired, uh, and went Malico full-time. But Frank, when we formed the choir, um, the first person that Frank called was David Curry. Mm-hmm. David was <laughs> we you talking about choir music? Mm-hmm. Yeah. David really and truly, um, with the Church of God in Christ, I mean, he was— he was legendary across the country. so And Frank had recorded one project on his choir, the D.R. Curry Memorial Choir for, for Malico. So Frank uh, got together with David. David uh, called Jerry Smith, who who they grew up together playing. And I was Frank's assistant at Malico. Um, Frank had met Reverend Benjamin Cone. Uh, Reverend Benjamin Cone said, I'll be a part, but the only way I could be a part this has to be a ministry. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to do uh-huh. the altar call at the end. Uh, we have to be able to sing in these restaurants. And so he brought in uh, Reverend Benjamin Cone, his wife, Katrina Williams, and Roy Wooten, who was called Mr. Malico at the time. <laughs> All of us came together to form the group. And uh, so the call went out across the state. We had members to come in from every area, Tupelo, Corrid, uh the Gulf Coast, yeah. Brookhaven, the Delta and, uh, and and the members came in, and really, Marsha, the secret sauce of the Mississippi Mass, really is the dedication and sacrifice of the members. Mm-hmm. Even right now, we have members driving four hours from you know Tupelo, the other side of Tupelo, drive four hours one way to rehearsal. Yeah, rehearse three and four hours, and drive four hours back home. That's a twelve-hour commitment, and we're talking about Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And then uh, coming back on, uh, you know, spending night in Jackson, rehearse on Saturday, drive back, and but the and we have members who live in Portland, Oregon, now, Seattle, Los Angeles, really, Atlanta, Virginia, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Florida, mm-hmm. and they come to rehearsal. <laughs> They're at rehearsal. We we rehearse Friday night. They'll be there. And so when you talk about what's the what's the the success. Mm-hmm. It's the sacrifice, and yeah. the, it's the talent. Quite obvious, you have to be the sing, but it's not just about the singing. You have it's about the heart. heart. It's about heart. Yeah. You said at the beat. If you don't have the heart, then you just a tinkling cymbal and sounding brass. And then I left uh, Malaco, uh, maybe fifteen, sixteen years ago, accept a position with an ad agency out of Chicago, that happened to be the uh, agency that represented TV One. That was an upstart agency. So I was client service director for them for about 10 years. And a friend of mine, Howard Orans, and I formed a faith-based communication. Uh, and uh, we managed the um, the McDonald's Gospel Tour for eight years, took it around the country. And so I was operation manager for there. At the same and then about... I guess about four years ago, I was appointed pastor of We Are One United Methodist Church on McDowell Road. So indeed, I mean, God is. It's definitely... not very busy. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm over here going. I'm going to quit complaining. I'm Between
1: no. the two of you, I mean, goodness gracious! Yeah, but
2: he really, he really has. Yeah. But, but my thing is, and I was sharing this with the brother from uh, the writer from from uh, England from London. Me, from mm-hmm. London. Yeah. I was sharing with him, I say, you know, with all of these things, we have to remember that if God asks for his breath back, Mm -hmm. so everything we can do once we give God his breath back are things that we can put on the resume that we did ourselves. which means that once you give him his breath back, then you say, what have you done? Yeah, We've really done nothing. And so apart from him, and so I realized that early on that— you know, long as long as the choir, as long as I stay attached to the vine, we're just branches. Fruit come through the branch, but it doesn't come from the branch. It comes from the vine. And when the branch understands your role, mm-hmm. your role is to bear fruit. And, uh, and the Word tells us we either bear or we burn. <laughs> oh, wow. We get cut off, and the only, only use we have is to be a part of a fire. Maybe we can get some heat from—he can get a little heat from us, but if we don't bear— but Mississippi Mass Choir, really, with our songs, we understand. And the songs are, are, are biblically based. Mm-hmm. You know, you really and truly you get, when you talked about, um, you know, listening to the decora- uh, God's on your side, that's scriptural based. But yeah. But we understand that we're ministers, all ministers in our own right. Well, very hopeful, too. And
1: that's, that's, like I said this morning, I'm sitting there listening to it. The morning is totally crazy and, and so forth. But I think you touched on something really important there when you're talking about the vine. It's like... I was sitting here yesterday doing a painting for a television special and everything else, and I got up with the attitude, I've got to do this today. It's like, no, 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 I get to do it. You
2: get, mm. ooh, <laughs> I get to do it. So what? you probably hear that again. Yeah, one, let,
1: <laughs> one letter change. Wow. Right. I get to do I it. get right. to do it. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's powerful as well. It is. That's
2: very powerful.
0: <laughs> Been working my Jesus so long. Been running for Jesus a long time I'm not tired yet. Been working for Jesus a long time I'm not tired yet. Been working for Jesus a
2: Janet
1: and Jerry Manery doing the opening for us here real quick. I tell you what, welcome to this great show. We, this is Now You're Talking here on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, Mississippi Today. Um, if, if you're just now tuning in, we've got a co- couple members of Mississippi Mass Choir with us. We've got Yolanda Claymore and Jerry Manery, who's here as well. And Jerry was talking a little bit about his career, uh, which we could do like six shows on all that you have done. And really, honestly, Yolanda, you too. I mean, you're, you're pretty darn busy as well. But... The, the bottom line is, I mean, you're part of an organization that is beloved worldwide um, nice. and at Cracker Barrels, and which I still think is cool that you literally go out and you get off the bus and you go in and eat and you sing and everybody's like, wow, okay, that, that's just incredible. Um, and we talked a little bit about how each member balances the family work and personal life while a member. I was just thinking about that because there is a travel schedule involved yes. as well. What is, what is your normal, say, what do you do in a normal year?
2: Well, you know, before the pandemic, and you talk about 34 years later. Now, when we yeah. first started, we were traveling with two buses. Yeah. Ninety people on the road. In two buses. In two buses. Forty-five to fifty hotel rooms. You can imagine a promoter trying. And a lot of times we went out, we just tried to break even.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, But 90 people on the road. And, and you had mentioned earlier about uh, with the first record how— um, you know, really none of us understood um, what was going to come from that. Matter of fact, I yeah, think the first we, three
1: were number one, Billboard number yeah, one number albums. number one. The
2: first, and the first album was uh, number one, 48 consecutive weeks, which was an all-time record That's for amazing. any genre. Yeah. And so we had no idea what was going to happen with those records. You know, you're talking about uh, 500,000 units, the first re- uh, record, maybe 350 the second, 500 plus the, the third, and um, and so to really, in, in, the, in the record company, really and truly, it was not all for doing this project because they had convinced Frank Williams to come off the road with the yeah. Jackson Southerners <laughs> to be the, uh, the gospel music director to build the division. So the last thing they wanted was Frank <laughs> back, back on the back road. Back on the road. <laughs> yeah. But the project, it just it took off on its own. And just carried us really just around the world. But we had no idea when we put this together what was going to happen. You, you, you talk about, I mean, National war perform You touched a little bit from
1: Greece, Japan, South Africa, and everything else. Television appearances and awards, too. What are some of the, some of the memorable TV appearances that you've had?
2: I think about the um, the Stellar Awards. I can't really remember the year, but the song was I'm Not Tired Yet was uh, nominated. Yeah. And that year, they were recognizing Aretha, um, Reverend Jesse Jackson, and a lot of others. And when the when we performed the song, we had about three minutes to do the song. And when the song was over, the audience wouldn't stop singing. Oh, Aretha, wow. everybody yeah. was on their feet. Wouldn't stop singing. And Donnie Mcclurkin,
1: did you try to sign her up? Because she's she's
2: got talent. She, she's pretty. She's
1: pretty good. She had yeah.
2: some talent. <laughs> yeah. But this. But the the audience yeah. would not stop. And Donnie Mcclurkin, who's one of the most, I mean, worldwide gospel artists and greatest singers in any genre, Donnie had to come out and say, "Y'all, come on now. We we got a show to do. Y'all, please stop singing the song." <laughs> And it was, that was, I mean, it was such a memorable thing that uh, the choir was just on the stage and the audience took it over. And uh, in the first, the first Stella Award that we did, um, we, there was no dressing rooms for us. It was yeah. at the Apollo Theater. There was no dressing room. And even though we were the number one artist in the country, uh, Don Jackson, the founder of the Stella Award, asked us if we would back up some of the other artists. <sighs> And we did, of course, we did. Yeah, and there was nothing. Uh, the, all of we we're the number one artists in the country, <laughs> and here are our folks over there trying to take pictures with people who had no yeah. no acclaim. And so, but that was the, the humility of the choir. I'm about to say, if you'd have said no, that would have been completely opposite of who you are. That's it. And, and what happened right. from that Marsha, yeah. is that Don Jackson, when we received the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Stellas, yeah. Don Jackson asked me, "Who do, who do you want to present the award to you?" And I said, "We want you to do it." He said, "But I'm the, you <laughs> know, I'm the founder, I'm the producer, and I've always stayed, you know, kind of object- behind
0: the camera." Yeah, <laughs> behind
2: the camera. And which I said, "No, I, we want you to do it." And when he came out, he said, "This is out of all the years I've never done this for anyone else, but because of what they did at the Apollo Theater, yeah, we changed in the public dressing room." floors wet, and here the women in the women's dressing room changing, we're in the men's dressing room. And as a result of that, right now, the the award that they give out for the Stellas uh, has about 20 artists' names engraved on it, from Reverend James Cleveland to Thomas Dorsett to Mahalia Jackson. Uh, All of these great groups' names are on there. Our name is on the award that everyone receives. It's engraved on the award. Everyone who takes home a Stella Award, take our name with them.
1: So I think there's a lesson in there somewhere.
2: Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) go ahead the preachers. There you go. There you go. Lesson
0: of humility. Exactly. 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 But but
2: those are the things that and and Don Jackson said that endeared him, and he always said, "This is my choir here." Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we've really been endeared, and and Donald Lawrence, who's Probably the the most preeminent artist and producer in producing all the gospel music, Donald Lawrence has. Um, uh, he did a quote for our press release, mm-hmm. and uh, and he said, "This choir is an institution." That's right. Yeah, everything yeah. that the music embodies, he said, is found in this group, and you know, and it's just good to have other people saying it, and we we don't have to say it ourselves. Yeah, I right. think
0: he called us a gospel quilt of music. Yes, a quilt of Ooh, music. <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a great metaphor. It yeah. is. It is. That it would is. be good for a cartoon. Sometime. What about um, the Discovery Channel? Oh,
2: and you know, we did. Um, uh, Josh with the Discovery Channel has a, a program called Expedition Unknown, and Josh, who's the uh, the host, came down to Jackson. Came to mm-hmm. one of our rehearsals. Yes. He wanted to wear a robe. <laughs> <laughs> We gave him a roll. Really? Yeah. And he sung uh, we did uh, this morning when I rode with Mama Burke. He had his arm around Mama, so but the Expedition Unknown, uh, ESPN, um the Nissan when the plant opened in Canton, yeah. we were invited to uh to sing there and because of what we did, the the uh, ownership there, when they launched the Nissan Titan they said we want Mississippi Mass singing on this commercial. We were on the national commercial for the launch of the Nissan mm-hmm. Titan. So, God can, you know, the words say your gift will make room for you, right, and bring you before greatness. When we were in Italy uh, touring with Patti LaBelle, uh, the Staple Singers, um, and there was, um, I'm trying to think of the other group. There was about four of us that was touring together uh, there, and the promoter said, "Y'all want to meet Pope John Paul." I said, what? <laughs> I mean, just out of the blue, do y'all want to meet Pope John Paul? Uh, let me think, think, think. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> think about And we went to his summer residence in Italy. And as the Pope was on the balcony, yeah. he had all these people. And uh, we were able to do two or three songs for him and for the uh, audience. and And he just blessed the choir from the balcony. And so, when you talk about the scripture saying, "Your gift make room for you, and bring yes. you before greatness," yeah. it, his word is true, and that's truly his is his our story that our gift made room for us.
0: Now, Marshall, they were also on ABC's number one show, Blackish,
2: yeah, as yes. well. Yeah.
0: So they've also that's made right. appearance on that, that. show yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah but the guy is so good; he continued to open doors. And thirty four years later, I have a Billboard chart on my wall in my office. From nineteen eighty eight. Uh, we were number one in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. I went down the list of the top forty. There were twenty artists on the list who are no longer alive. Wow. Not we're not talking about not in the industry. Right. Right. No longer living. Mm-hmm. And out of the top forty, there were only three or four artists who still in the industry today. Still in the industry today,
1: and you're still getting it. And, and it, I would imagine the new album that you're about to record here in a few days will probably do just as well. Just as well. And, yeah.
2: and, and but 34 years later, all of these artists have left the scene. Yeah, and and God still has us in position where we're relevant, and and that's why we we named our second album "Guy Gets the Glory." Yeah, mm-hmm. because all of it really um, goes to Him. But 34 years later. We're still able to do it and and I truly believe that this might be one of our best uh best projects because, you know, all of the faces Mama Burks is in an emeritus status, Frank Williams has gone on, and uh but I think with this new offering that we have that people are gonna see that this this truly. Well, it has been ten years too? I ten mean, yeah. years of waiting, but yeah, at project you what the the theme song the theme that we're going with for this project. And We still believe. We still believe. We, st- we Thirty four years later, and I mean, just
1: I mean, turn on the news every day. I mean, yeah. there people need hope. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I think the timing is going to be incredibly good on it as well. And I mean, like I said, um, it's hard to believe that that. I mean, seriously, that y'all are still getting it done, but that obviously just means that you still have a mission.
0: Yes. 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 You know? And our our mission continues. Yeah. And, and like he said, Frank didn't want his ministry to die with him. Right. And it's not. And it's not going to die with us. No. Right. Um, it's going to be ongoing. And, and just want to, I want Jerry to talk a little bit about the uh, talent within the choir and the uh, generations that are with. Within the yeah, oh, yeah, there's a lot of torch passing that's going Oh, we on. <laughs> and
2: see we have you know our key, we had a keyboard player who was a medical doctor, Doctor Thurston Cox. Yeah, and so we have um, we have one in, in our Alto section, the former deputy police chief. We probably had three or four police officers. We mm-hmm. currently have a sheriff. So department. if anybody gets rowdy, you're you're covered. <laughs> if anybody falls out, you're covered. Be, very strategic. Yeah, exactly. But if anybody has a heart attack, teachers, you know, we yeah. every principals, walk of principal walks a life. Yeah, do yeah, we have what three principals there? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seamstress. We have uh, flight attendants. E- ev- almost everything is in the choir.
1: Yeah. Do you recruit oh, oh, oh. every year? Do you, I mean, how do you, what, what's the, I it's mean. T- it's
0: typically based around a recording when we see okay. that there's yeah. a need. Okay. Yeah, if there's a nutrition yeah. and we look and, and we say,
2: okay, how many altos do we have? How many Sopranos gotcha. And if we've lost, um, you know, five or ten because people get married and move on do other things. But it's kind of based on that. But the last time there were so many great singers, we really were looking for about 30 people. Yeah. Ended up with yeah. 64. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're not sitting there saying, "Ah, oh, sorry man, you're not going to make the cut. If you're good, you're going to be you're going to be part of them." And sometimes yeah. it's yeah.
2: not just about the talent. Yeah. Uh there was one one member who um you know, was a seasoned senior member and his his the way that he stood and had his hand in his pocket mm-hmm. when he was singing. Yeah. And uh Stan Jones, who's the uh producer, lead producer on this project. Stan and I just looked at each other like, "Oh my god." <laughs> There's something about this brother. Yeah. You know, it was not the vocals as much, but there was just something about him. It's a Mama Burke's
0: thing. Oh, yeah. 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 It's present. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's,
1: but it sounds like to me, you've got a family. I mean, it's a choir family, a church family, and it's all blood family, but you've got family all, all along the way. And once again, I think that makes, that's the secret sauce.
2: It seems like last week we had three within one week. We had three members who had death in the family. Oh. We had a, a member whose daughter passed. We had a member whose brother passed. We had a member whose husband passed. Yeah. And guess what? The choir was in Montgomery Saturday mm-hmm. night um, doing the concert, but at the funeral we divide and conquer. Yeah. You know right. we have um, we have members, and it was so ironic. The the lady who led the song at the the sister who daughter passed. She led this song. The next week we're singing the same song at her husband's service. Oh. Um, and but that night, um a, a part of our group had was performing uh doing an event for the one hundred black men, uh one hundred black men organization. She had she buried her husband that day, but that night she was singing. Yeah. That's that's powerful. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. powerful. That's
1: commitment, too. All right. So you've got the live recording. There's ticket details. Uh, give us all the information on that.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we're recording next, uh, ne- not next Friday, the 28th. May, but Friday the 28th yeah. at mm-hmm. Word of Life Church out in Flowood, 5401 Highway 25 at 7 p.m. Tickets okay. are available online. Very limited number of tickets are available online <laughs> yeah. at org.
1: Okay. One and of the so- things I love about your live albums is just the energy.
0: Oh, Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah and
2: we really and truly uh because we, we because of the pandemic we was considering doing kind of a studio live where we go in and we record yeah. all the music uh we bring some of the vocalists in uh at, to a church we cut some like that and put it together but we knew that would that would not be us. Yeah, yeah. It's the energy because... It, it is.
1: Yeah, And you, you know that from preaching. I know that from speaking. And and that yeah. was one of the things that drove me nuts about the pandemic. Zoom's great. Yes. But if you don't have the energy of the people right. in the room... The response. Yeah,
2: the response. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was doing the virtual service at the church, you know, where I had my um, media person there. And uh, she was capturing. And then I had my uh, one praise singer there. And I'm saying, Lord, this is <laughs> this is it is so empty. And uh, but yeah, but yeah. that uh, there's an exchange between the choir and the audience. Yeah. And we feed off of off of each other. So uh the live live presentation is, is was made for us. Oh,
1: I tell you what, and if it's one millionth um of the energy that y'all have had today. This has been so much fun. I've loved having you in the studio today. We
0: appreciate being here. And we we can tell people that they can expect an experience on the 28th. And it's a big weekend for Jackson in the metro area because that's Jack State versus Southern weekend. So they can come to our concert on Friday night, go to the game on Saturday. She's got her
1: Visit Jackson hat on right now. <laughs> she is, man. She She's is. good. She has she out. Out. I am so proud of you for that segue. That was fantastic as well. A lot of stuff going on, obviously, on that, too. Um Contact information. You, you threw it out there a little bit about tickets, but obviously you have Facebook and websites and so
0: forth. Yeah, we can we can always be found on Mississippi Mass Choir on Facebook as well as Instagram. And uh okay. we look forward to uh engaging all of you.
1: Oh this has been well, this has been very engaging today too. Any final thoughts in the last forty five seconds before we now we we wanna
2: to to thank you and um yes. when I saw Marsh in the lobby I was saying, Lord, those cartoons <laughs> Uh, and a, If a, a pitch is worth a thousand words, yes. I would go go to the uh, Clary Ledger to get the uh, the cartoon. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, see,
1: you use art to lift people up. I make fun of them. <laughs> so there you go.
2: But you know, the words say that laughter yeah. is like a medicine. Yeah. Yes. it makes merry the heart. Yeah. And so, and we know, need a lot of laughter right now. We need a lot of laughter. And You talk about. I think we're the only animal that really laughs. You know, oh, my but, dog laughs at me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. That's, yeah. that's that that joy. And, uh, but I enjoyed it so much. And, and when Yolanda called and said, oh, we got an interview with Marsha, I said, oh, I'm looking forward because I know the kinship that we have yeah. and mm-hmm. that this is not just um, music. This is ministry to yeah. you as well. This so. has
1: been wonderful. And well, it's, we,
0: it's, just, it's we just want to good. say thank you to our oh. fans oh, yeah. who have yeah. supported us all these years. Well,
1: yeah. I want to say thank you, and I want to thank – all my fans for listening today and thank our guests once again from the Mississippi Mass Choir for joining us. If you'd like to hear this show again or any past episodes, you can listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast app or on our MPB Public Media app. Now you're talking as a production of MPB Think Radio and the incredibly talented and gifted and wonderful Jermaine Flood. Did I make up for all my I said before? Okay, she's thumbs up. I hope you have a blessed week. See you all next month.